Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and I'm here with my good friend, Drew Suttles, and God's servant. Uh, Drew, won't you introduce yourself for us? All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm excited uh, about this podcast, excited about these episodes uh, that we're going to be recording and, and the work that you're doing. Uh, I am Drew Suttles. I'm originally from Adairsville, Georgia, currently in Quitman, Georgia, which is way down there in South Georgia, around the Valdosta area. Um, I'm a 2018 graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching. Uh, prior to that, I attended Fred Hardman University, graduated in 2014. I married to Brittany for six years. We have four children. And so uh, God has really, really blessed me. But again, I'm very thankful to be on here with you today. Yes, sir. I'm glad that you uh, came on with me. And Drew is also, he is the host for the Weathering the Storm podcast, and which is also under the umbrella of Scattered Abroad. And Drew Drew has a, a little bit of an interesting story, which we won't get into that very much, but uh, we're going to be talking about evangelism uh, today, and the reason why I wanted to talk about evangelism with Drew is because he, without a doubt, has a passion uh, for spreading the gospel and getting the word out, and um, it, it, it started, it had an interesting start, an, an interesting spark. Drew, would you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was uh, right out of college, didn't really follow the path that I I thought that I was going to go down. Uh, I had a degree in kinesiology. I wanted to do physical therapy. Didn't work out. Uh, My wife and I, we got pregnant uh, a month after being married, and so the Lord blessed us with that. But with that came the challenge of, okay, I need to get a job pretty fast. So I began working at a tire factory in North Georgia, working on night shift. Came across an individual who was preaching uh, at a denominational church, and long story short, uh, he had some questions, forced me to go home and study my Bible, and I asked him, I said, why don't you bring your Bible, I'll bring mine, we'll just see what the Bible says. After a year and a half of that, uh, he and his wife decided to obey the gospel, and so the night that I baptized them into Christ, I told my wife, I need to preach, and so I haven't looked back. Yeah, yeah, and that's awesome. And also, uh, the fellow that you're talking about, he is a gospel preacher as well. Yeah. And so that just shows the fruits of of one's labor and what God can do through uh, through His church and through through Christians. So going along with the with the the idea of evangelism and the practice of evangelism. First of all, what is, why do we need to evangelize? What's the importance of evangelism to begin with? Well, it's, it's important. It ought to be important to us because it's important to God. Um, it's something that's commanded by God, and we see that in Mark 16, 15. Uh, it is the method approved by God. You know, you go and take this message to the whole world. We find that throughout the New Testament. But also it's the message given by God. You know, this is not a man-made message. It didn't originate with man, as Paul said. I didn't get this from man. Uh, we got this from the Lord himself, uh, the Holy Spirit, of course, revealing that to us through the Word of God. Uh, it is the, the preaching of the cross is the power of God, 1 Corinthians one eighteen, and the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, Romans one sixteen. 
Exactly. And going going back to the to Mark uh, sixteen verse fifteen, where it it is commanded for us to go evangelize. But think think about um, yourself for a moment, and think about when when you first heard the gospel, and if you're a Christian now, or whether you are not a Christian, and maybe you've never heard the gospel before. But when you hear the gospel message and you obey it, you believe it uh, from the heart and you obey it uh, through and through, and you understand what that means for you, you have to feel compelled to go and give it to other people. Because imagine you know your condition before obeying the gospel, and now you have uh, what you have, so you need to go and take it. And God has certainly gave us that command that is certainly an an important part of it but it seems like even though we know it's commanded even though we know we have the importance that without the spreading of the gospel without man taking the gospel into the world even though we know those things there seems to be still some hindrances there still seems like there for whatever reason we don't want to take the gospel to the world. And what what are some of those hindrances that get in our way, and why do you think that is? I think you mentioned one there is, is when you obey this gospel, it ought to light a fire, and you ought to say, I can't wait to tell someone else. <clears throat> but a lot of times what happens is the reason why there's hindrances, folks are not convicted. They're not really converted in the first place. Uh, because if you're converted and convicted, you'll be like Saul of Tarsus. Remember what he did as soon as he obeyed the gospel? The Bible says immediately he went out and started preaching that Jesus is the Christ. That ought to be exactly what we do. The Ethiopian eunuch, he came out of the watery grave. He went on his way rejoicing. No doubt he went and told people. <laughs> you yeah. know? And so a lot of times it can be that we're not convicted ourselves. We're not truly uh, converted because if you are, you can't help uh, but go and, and tell someone. Uh, but it could be uh, indifference, sadly. Um, it just doesn't bother us. We don't think that, you know, we're going to be lost without it, uh, sadly. Um, fear might be a hindrance, but also a lack of knowledge. And and I think those two kind of go hand in hand. You know, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know enough to help this person, or uh, I'm afraid they'll never talk to me or change our relationship. So those are just a few hindrances that, that come to my mind of evangelism. Yeah, you, you spoke about indifference. Um, you, you, you brought that up. <laughs> And when we don't really care about whether somebody else is lost or whether we get the gospel out to somebody, what does that say about us? Uh, it, it, it clearly tells um, others, and it certainly is a show to God, that we really don't care about our own condition. We don't care about what's coming after. We, we are in this present world, and we're only thinking about this present world. We're only showing the fruits of this present world. We're not uh, looking and setting our affections on what comes after. But then you mentioned fear and lack of knowledge. Fear is a really important one, uh, and that, that one for whatever reason, there's something about walking up to a stranger. I don't, I don't know what it is, whether it be uh, you think that I guess it comes back to what are they going to think about me? Right. And as Christians, yes, to some degree, we need to care about what others think. We need to to let our light shine before men that, that we may glorify God. But if we're not spreading the gospel to others, we're not going to be glorifying God. And so 
if we're worried, too worried about what somebody else is going to think concerning our faith, then that is certainly not pleasing with God. And then the lack of knowledge. Drew, what what is a way that we can get past the lack of knowledge? <laughs> Simply put, we, we have to have the desire to, to want to learn. Um, we can't be satisfied with you know all that we know right now. Second uh, Peter three eighteen grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I think it begins with I I, I I know I can't stay where I'm at. I need to grow, but so that way you'll be prepared when an opportunity comes to evangelize. You know that I've put the time in. I've studied. I'm prepared to to help this person know where they can find it in the scriptures. And so that that would be my answer to how we can overcome that. Yeah, something something I tell the uh, the congregation when I <laughs> preach. Is something also which the brother who baptized me told me when I first wanted to preach was that if you if you know what you did in order to be saved, then you know enough to go and preach the gospel. That's right. And so the the lack of knowledge shouldn't be. Now, yes, there are certain situations that you might get caught in, and that may have turned somebody off on evangelizing because they were presented a question or they were presented something in Scripture that they weren't familiar with, and it kind of stunned them for a moment. Mm -hmm. But rather than going and searching out and finding an answer to it, they just let it shell shock them and back off completely and, and, and hinder them from moving forward. Well, how can, what are some helps uh, in moving forward or some just some helps in evangelizing to begin with? The first thing I would say is you got to build a relationship. I heard Rob Whitaker, and we both know Brother Rob is on fire for evangelism. I heard in one of his seminars, he said, you can't talk to someone about their soul if you don't know their name. And that really hit me pretty hard. Sometimes we, we have good intentions, and we want to go and we want to say, hey, let's study the Bible. That's probably going to turn that person off. But if we start to show an interest in that person, then we build that relationship. You've got to build some trust. Uh, you've got to build some common ground. That makes a big difference. You know, like Jonathan and I, that was something that, you know, it wasn't right off the bat. It was, hey, where are you from? And we, you know, just got to talking mm -hmm. about things. And so when we get out into the community, when we get out, you know, and, and try to evangelize, let's try to build a relationship. And that will definitely help uh, build the trust, build the credibility, and it shows that you care about them. Um, again, if you can't remember their name, don't talk to them about their soul. Another thought is to be Christ-like. Be patient and listen. You think about in John 4, Jesus with a woman at the well. He didn't come right out and say who he was. He sat down and he started to talk to her and he let her speak. And as you go through that text, you see that she's starting to learn, oh, something's different about you. Uh, you you know, we, we know, you know the Messiah is going to come, and then he says, here I am. So be Christ-like. Be patient and listen. But here's another one. Be prepared. Brother Liddell uh, had a great sermon on this, and he said to pray for open doors of opportunity, and he said to seek opportunities, to see opportunities, and then to seize the opportunities. I thought that was pretty good. And so you seek these opportunities through prayer. Pray for God to open up a door for you to talk with someone. But then you've got to see it. You got to see the opportunity, but then it's not enough to stop there. You got to go seize it. You got to take action on that. So, build a relationship, be Christ-like, and be prepared. Yeah, the, talking about the build a relationship, I do believe that that is certainly a big factor today. Mainly because everybody's so busy, everybody's got their own thing that they're doing. That if you if you don't 
almost get into their life, get into their um, to their business per se, yeah. then then there's no there's no way that you're going to be able to evangelize to them. It's like the 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 common quip: uh, people don't uh, care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And the the if you if you think about if you've evangelized or think about when you were evangelized to and when you obeyed the gospel, how did that occur? Was it by just some random stranger? And it does happen. Mm-hmm. You 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 go on door knockings or you get a knock on the door and somebody invites you to a Bible study and you study with them and you may obey the gospel, may have obeyed the gospel. But most of the time, I know at least for my case it was, it was it was a family member. It was my uncle who um, taught me the gospel. And with Drew's situation, I don't know who taught him the gospel, but he told about uh, Brother Jonathan and, and how he was converted. And they got to be, they became friends. And so, and I do believe without a doubt that throughout the book of Acts, and you can, this is even a, the, the case that you read about when Paul would preach into a synagogue, there were a lot of people who would reject the message, but then many times those who received the message and invited uh, Paul and his company into their homes, their names were mentioned. That's right. And so Paul got to know them. Sure did. Now, what... What can motivate us to, to 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 evangelize more, or what should motivate us to evangelize more? I mean, we t- we talked about the commandment, mm-hmm. but sometimes commandments, even though we know we should obey them, we don't always do that clearly. Right. Uh, well, if if you want to be pleasing to the Lord, then you want to do what He says to do. Yeah. Um, that should be our motivation, our motivation for the love for our Lord who died for us. You know, he said to go out and, and go preach the gospel. And so a response of love, if you love me, keep my commandments, John fourteen fifteen. But here's something that I think about that, that helps me to stay focused on it. You know, Ezekiel was the watchman, and you look at Ezekiel chapter 3, and the language is so strong that it speaks of the fact that if you go and you tell them, you know, you go and watch them, tell them the enemy's coming, and... You tell them and they respond, then great. You know, you save them and yourself. But if you don't tell them, their blood's going to be on your hand. On the day of judgment, if we have, you know, people in our in our sphere of influence that we didn't take the time to evangelize to, we're going we're gonna to have to answer for that. That ought to motivate us. It ought to motivate us to understand that souls are slipping into eternity in a lost condition. And we have the truth as Christians, and we need to take it to them. If if you're if you're wanting a little bit of motivation, and you know um, what songs can do, and 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 that's one of the beauty and one of the one of the aspects of wisdom of of God in, in commanding us to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, you never mentioned him to me. Mm. Is yeah. one of the most beautiful songs, but it's also it's it's a very uh, serious uh, song, spiritual song to sing because it it, it sets reality. It does. When when this world is over, and we're on the day of judgment, and also all those who we've come into contact with in throughout our lives, they're they're on the day of judgment as well, and we may uh, who who knows what that outcome may be. If we're in Christ, then we know that we are saved. We know that we have salvation, 
But what about all of those that, that we've met throughout our lives? Right. And are we going to show our love to our neighbors and to our brethren, to those who are outside of Christ, our enemies even, uh, by spreading them, uh, by spreading the gospel? So, Drew, what are, what are some tactics? Uh, so we, we know some of the hindrances. We've identified some of the hindrances. But once you, and, and we've also kind of given that motivating factor because we know that those, that, that souls are slipping away into eternity and perhaps lost. So what are some tactics? What's some advice that you can give? What's some things that, that, that have worked for you in evangelizing? Well, the first thing is uh, to ask questions. You know, that's a great way to break the ice. It's a great way to find common ground. One thing that I did, uh, I was privileged to go to Boquete, Panama last year, and I was asked to lead one of the groups for evangelism. And I was probably the oldest in the group, a lot of young people with me. There's about six or seven of us. And we were going door knocking, and I'm talking to people who don't speak English, and I had a translator. I was like, how in the world can I break the ice? How can I get to them? And the thing that I would say was, you know, we're so thankful to be here in your country. You have a beautiful country. Isn't it a beautiful day here today? And then you'd say, well, how did it get here? You know, and you find that common ground. And they say, well, God created it. You say, you're absolutely right. We're here. We'd like to talk to you about God if you have a few moments. That right there can help. It can help to, to find that common ground. It can help to break the ice. It's a good tactic to ask questions. Um, do you believe, you know, maybe ask someone, do you believe that all people are going to heaven? Or do you believe the majority of people are going to heaven? Uh, maybe just find some common ground there. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is good to ask questions to find out where somebody is. Right, exactly. You don't want to just go straight into to, to, to preaching the, <laughs> the, the gospel. I mean, and then it, when they give you an answer, they may ask you another question as well about what you believe, and That's then right. that also opens up a door. That's right. Uh, but, but talking about the asking of the questions, there's a, there's a book that I would like to recommend. It's not meant, uh, written by a, a brother in Christ, though he was a, um, he wrote from a um, modern Christendom perspective, uh, and the book is just titled Tactics, mm. and and he he the entire book is written from that angle of just asking questions to, right. to break the ice, and and it, it certainly does help. So, Drew, what are some more um, helps tactics? Well, I, I don't know necessarily a tactic, but a method maybe. Make sure you have a method. Uh, a lot of times you go into evangelizing, try to ha set up a Bible study, and you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get a method. I like to use Back to the Bible. That's what I love to use. It's a three-week study. It's very simple. You read the verse, you write down the answer, and then you see where you're at. So I would say use that as a tactic, but also make sure you have a method and that you're prepared for that opportunity. Yeah. What, what does the um, Back to the Bible, what does it go through? Uh, right. in the three-week study what are the sort of the so that if somebody doesn't um want to per, maybe buy back to the bible or use that mm -hmm. um a lot of a lot of times you'll find that these that these study helps that these evangelistic helps that they cover the same material so what's right. some common material that they cover so there's a three-week study the first one is on authority the second one is on the church and the third one's on salvation okay yes yeah and and that's and that's when you are studying with somebody um, outside of Christ, those are the three things that you want to cover with them first. You want, sure. and, and in that order, that order is very specific as well. Mm -hmm. You need to establish biblical authority, Bible authority, 
Because if they, number one, if they don't understand the Bible, they're not going to obey it. And if they don't believe the Bible, they're certainly not going to obey it. But then you have to transition to the church because the church is made up of the saved, which we're going to discuss later in time. And then you finally come to salvation. What must I do to be saved? Exactly. Yeah. So I do appreciate you uh, tuning in. And Drew is going to be back with me a few weeks from now, February 25th, Lord willing. We're going to be discussing the church. Um, If you like what you heard, and I hope you did, uh, you need to check out Drew's podcast, the Weathering the Storm podcast. And also, you be sure to rate and review us. And if you're listening to us through Facebook or whatever means it may be, be sure to, to like us and share. Uh, we appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.